Because you're gonna you're gonna want to hear me get myself in trouble right now. You don't wanna you don't wanna miss this. I got all the usher station, especially the big ones, because you know Pastor George he always starts off with a quote. Well, I scoured the internet to find something to read for the mothers today, and I found something called "You Know You're a Mom." We got someone set up just to stop Alice in case she rushes up here. You know you're a mom when you're up each night until 10 p.m. vacuuming, dusting, wiping, washing, drying, loading, unloading, shopping, cooking, driving, flushing, ironing, sweeping, picking up, changing sheets, Changing diapers, bathing, helping with homework, paying bills, budgeting, clipping coupons, folding clothes, putting to bed, dragging out of bed, brushing, chasing, buckling, feeding them, but not you, plus swinging, playing baseball, bike riding, pushing trucks, cuddling dolls, rollerblading, basketball, football, cats, bubbles, sprinklers, Slides, nature walks, coloring, crafts, jumping rope, plus running for the subway or bus, carrying packages up and down stairs, food shopping, clothes shopping, dressing a whole family for church on Sundays, sewing, painting, and walking the dog. You get up 5.30 and you have no time to eat, sleep, drink, or go to the bathroom, and yet you still manage to gain 10 pounds, you know you're a mother. Bert, look around. You're watching the wrong way. You're supposed to be watching my back. Let's see. They don't look too mad, so we'll just go on. So I'm going to be continuing today. In the book of James, Pastor George started this series called True Colors in the book of James, but I'm not going to stay there too long. And also, I'm going to have a bunch of people helping me today. So James chapter 1, starting in verse 9, it says, Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. They will fade away like a little flower in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls. Its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. James chapter 2, verse 1. I'm going to skip. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ if you favor some people over others? For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, But you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor. 
Well, doesn't that discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Isn't the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? See, what, what I want to bring out about these scriptures is that the value that the world places on people, the esteem that the world gives to a person, is the total opposite, upside down of the way that God sees it. Here, here's what... James, who wrote the book, by the way, James was Jesus' brother who wrote the book of James. And he was, he was admonishing the church. He said, you people, you look up, you honor the rich, and you devalue the poor. So that when the rich people come in, somebody with a fancy suit and they pull up in a limo, you bring them right to the front, you get them the good seat. For if a gang member or a homeless person walks in, you sit him way in the back or tell him to sit on the floor. And I'll tell you the truth, I've seen churches that will throw them right out the door. But what did God say? God says that when he sees, when he looks, he doesn't look at judge a person according to how much money they have. Because... What God says in the Bible that very, very most often it's the poor who respond to his word. It's the poor that have a heart for him. The rich, for the most part, have no time for God. And don't get me wrong, God loves rich people. And I hope every single one of you becomes wealthy. But that's not what this is speaking about. This is speaking about value and true honor. God doesn't look at a rich person with a title and status and fancy clothes and get all impressed like the world does. The world makes TV shows one after another after another about this person because of their fancy clothes or because of what girlfriend they have or what, what their social status is. They're, they're put on lists. There's pictures of them all through the news, all over the Internet. But the poor people are devalued, seen as nothing. See, our values are not in line with God. If Donald Trump or, or Jay-Z would walk in here, we wouldn't treat them any differently then if somebody just walked in, if, it, if, it, if it's somebody just got up off the street just filled with alcohol, we value that person just as much because we see people the way that God sees them. So I'm going to launch from that into speaking today about, about what a woman of value is to God. And I'm going to ask you to... Turn to Proverbs chapter 31. Because that speaks about the things that God values and honors about a woman. 
And you might, if you're a man, you might be thinking, well, why don't you save this message for women's ministry? Go give this message to the women. Every man needs to hear what God values in a woman. Because the way that this world looks at women and, and, and pronounces a value on them is also just like with rich people. It's turned upside down. It's the total opposite. You see, in 1 Samuel, before I get to that, in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, it says, The Lord doesn't see the things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. When God sees a person, he's not impressed by your title, Dr. Reverend so-and-so. He doesn't care if you've got billions of dollars. I'm sorry for Christian TV where they parade famous people and and movie stars and rich people and say, oh, these are the people who are blessed of God. You know, I go a lot out to tell people about Jesus. I go into sometimes into wealthy places. They don't want nothing to do with me. Oh, get that Jesus stuff out of our neighborhood. We We don't want that here. And I walk into places with drug dealers and prostitutes, and they'll sit down and be respectful and receive, because God lives among the poor in a, in a special way. Why? Because they don't have the same, the same pride and arrogance. If you ask me where I'd rather go minister, I'd rather go right now into the worst street than onto the best street. And those people need the gospel too. The rich, the up and outers need just as much of God as the down and outers. But I've learned not to judge people by the outward appearance, the fancy jewelry, the fancy cars. I've learned not to judge that way because God doesn't see things that way. Again, before I get to Proverbs 31, I want to read from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 3. This is a verse that the church has used to oppress women when it was meant to free women. First Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 3. It says, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. The church has turned that around to to tell women, you can't wear jewelry, you can't wear nice clothes. Don't do your hair. God wants you to look messed up. It's a sin to look nice. And the church has turned that around. And God did not mean that. This does not say that women have to wear, can't wear pants. It doesn't say women can't look nice. There's nothing in the Bible. What this is saying is freeing to women. It's saying, don't worry. Don't be so concerned about the way the world sees you on the outward. 
Because God is saying to the women, I see your inside. I see the beauty of your spirit. See, that's what God says a beautiful woman is. Not, not so much the, the ones that are paraded around on, on TV over and over and over. So much so that the Lord showed me that there, there, are, there are young girls here with eating disorders because you've become so caught up with the image of a woman that the world has betrayed. And God has taken all that pressure off. And he's saying it's the inner beauty. See, that's what makes you beautiful. So now I'm going to go to Proverbs 31, and I'm going to start in verse 10. And again, there's a bunch of people going to help me out here. A capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman, who is he who can find her? She is far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies or pearls. See, here it's saying right here, women, this is what gives you your value. It's your heart. It's your character. It's who you are as a person. I'm sorry as a man for all the men that, that have put pressure on you to conform to some stupid worldly image. You don't have to conform. You don't have to be that, that supermodel lookalike from TV. That's not the way that God sees a true woman. But it says that your value comes because you've got the Spirit of God living in you. You are beautiful. You are valuable to God. You don't have to perform to put on a show for no man to be accepted. It says... It says a woman. Um, it says, "Who can find a virtuous and capable wife?" Well, I found somebody here that told me that they found one. So come on up, Bert. Tell us about it. Amen. Thank you. Praise the Lord. You know what's funny is that when Pastor Gary was talking about that, when he opened up with that uh, saying, a woman, you know, you know you're a, you're a good wife or mother. If you clean, you iron, you stay up late, you feed others and not yourself. And he, a whole list. And I looked at my wife in the eyes and said, honey, I'm a mother. <laughs> I'm a mother. I learned something new today, Gary. And thank you for pouring into me this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll do the jokes around. (laughs) You asked me to help you, so I'm helping you. (laughs) But you know, it's, it's, (laughs) I I look at this, these verses in Proverbs, and I I think it's, it's really about me, because when it says, who will find a woman like that? We have to seek a woman that's like that. It's not saying God will just give you one, because many of us think God gave us one, then later on we find out that wasn't the one. It was just one of the choices, you know? And 
I'm, I'm a man that lacks. And this, this verse says, this, the scripture says, you know, she will complete you, basically. She will, she will be there for you for everything. And she's, Alice has been there with me for everything, with everything, with nothing, for no, no uh, personal interest involved, no, nothing. There's no, you know, we, we, we were sitting here the other day and, and try, talking about different stuff and like, you know, do we feel secure? What, what kind of, you know, concerns and issues do we have? And I was like, you know what? I don't want to walk around thinking I have the perfect person in the world or I'm the perfect person in the world, but I have no complaints. 22 years this year. 22 years. I haven't said it's been easy. <laughs> but it's been fun. It is fun. It's real. And one of the things that I take more pride in is when people come up to me first thing they ask me about is, how's your wife? Men, we have to make our wife's presence known everywhere we go. In everything we do. It's not even a, a guessing game. And everyone here that knows me knows that I'm married to Alice. Everyone here that knows Alice knows that I'm her husband. We make it plain and clear in all circumstances, in everything we do, everywhere we go, I mean, all the time. And again, I, I take the, the role model that my dad and my mom left for me. My, my real mother passed away when I was young, so I really don't have a bond. I can't even tell you what she looks like except for pictures. You know, I was, I was yeah, I was like in kindergarten and first grade, but you're not thinking that your mom's going to pass away, so I'm not trying to capture all these memories and stuff. And she was sick, so we never spent time together, although they say we did. That's cool. But my, my father remarried. A, a virtuous woman who will find what my father found a, a virtuous woman another another woman who's willing to take on four kids that are not hers and love us I mean, she taught me how to eat tomatoes and beans and stuff like that you know a real mom I call her mom to this day sometimes I forget she's not my real mom that's how much of a mom she is but one of the important things is for us the men to value our wives as such not wait for Mother's Day to say I love you. Not wait for Mother's Day to, to bring them to church to do something special. You know, and when we need something, they should be the first ones we run to. Pride aside, you got married, you're one. You are one. I, I do everything and anything with my wife. And she'll be the first one to tell you. Even yesterday, we're sitting home. I'm like, why are we sitting here? Let's just go out. Just got a new car. I haven't had a car in about three or four years. So the Lord has been the Lord has been good. I like listen what I said when we didn't have a car what we did every Saturday was just sit here which we love to do. We love to be home. We just sit here and watch TV. There's a brand new car parked. I said, "Why are we sitting here watching TV? Let's get out of here." She said, "Where you want to go?" I said, "Doesn't matter. Just me and you. Let's go." But you know what? Even during the time with no vehicle, that didn't stop us from having fun, from loving each other, from going out, spending quality time together. And acknowledge it. And my, I put my kids up here and they'll tell you the same thing, you know, how good of a mother she is, how hard she hits, you know. How, right, Kalina? You know. You know how we say you got to make a mark in life? She took that literal. But it's all good. But honestly, honestly speaking, and this is, this is even to... To all of those who are, who are with child and you're going to raise a child, 
Raise them with love. Be that portion that they need to make their life complete. Husbands, your wife is that, your wife is that portion that makes your life complete. You're not the man and she supports you. No, you are one. You are one. Together you will raise children. So on Mother's Day, yeah, I'm taking the congratulations for Mother's Day as well. Because if, if, if I can't help her, she can't help my kids. And the same thing goes on Father's Day. Put me back up here. I'll talk to the men. You know what I'm saying? But my wife, where's the verses? You have them here. A capable, intelligent, and virtuous woman. Who is he who can find her? I did. She's far more precious than jewels, and her value is far above rubies, pearls, or any microphone sleeve she can have. Her husband can trust her, which I do, 175 billion percent. And she will greatly enrich his life, which she has, and continues to do, and better continue to do, for my sake. She brings him good and not harm all the days of her life. And I just pray that if your spouse is here and you have children, that you can nourish your relationship to a point where you too can raise children that will learn to be a wonderful spouse and a parent to the children that they have. And the only way you do that is together in prayer. And I'm just following God's word. Say, it says it here. We gotta, who's going to find her? I'm going to find her. And this is what she's going to be like. So that, was, that wasn't even my cry to God. I, I did it foolishly in, in the beginning. I was just thinking, oh, does she look hot? This is cool. We can do this. But the Lord already knew what I'm supposed to have. So I, I thank God for that. And honey, I love you. Verse 13. I don't know what to say, so I just go right back in the words. Proverbs 31, verse 13. Continuing to speak about the virtuous woman, the one that God sees as more precious than rubies. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. See, when the world lifts up a woman on TV, it's always somebody who's being served. The more pampered they are, the higher level they're seen as having, the greater status in the world, the less that you do. But in the kingdom of God, it's the woman who's willing to sacrifice and work hard for her children and her family. And not only do we, do we have wives, but we have some single mothers here that have sacrificed everything for their family. 
That's my mom right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Um, it's kind of nervous. There's a lot of people up here, but uh, uh, I just want to like, kind of like, really. Uh, what's the verse? Right here. All right. But my mom, she's like, like I consider the best mother in the world, and everything. Like, I remember when I was like a little kid, like she, we used to talk to each other, and she used to say, me, say to me, "Papi, I love you more than the stars and the moon." And I remember, you know, she remembers that probably that she used to tell me how much she loved me, and you know, she always used to say, "This is BC before before Christ." Uh, she used to say to me <laughs> that uh, um, that that uh, uh, you know she wished she could give me more and everything because we weren't raised, you know, and that. You know, we, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't get everything that we had. And she always used to tell me that, oh, I wish I could give you more and everything like that. And she was a true servant. She worked hard. She was like a, a workaholic. Sometimes I'd be like, ma, like, come on. And, um, you know, she always used to tell me, I wish I, you know, I, baby, I wish I could give you, you know, more, you know, what you deserve and everything. And to be honest, right now and everything in this place, I feel like I have the world in my hands right now, like. Like, like with a mother like mine, like first one serving the Lord, two my, a mother like mine. I feel like I have the universe in my hands with just those two. So it's like, how can you give me any more when I already got the world in my grip and all that stuff? So I really feel like that. that I love my mom. I love you. Stand up. Come on, that's my mom. <laughs> get up. Get up. <laughs> And uh, um, she was she she provided. She always had you know we always had food on the um, on the, the the table and everything. She really could cook. She could cook. That this woman can cook. And you know she she's she she's the best thing in my life other than Jesus. And all that stuff. Amen. Verse 20. I'm not mushy like these guys. I don't know. Here we go. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. See, a virtuous woman, in contrast to the woman that this world lifts up, is not someone that just goes about getting everything. You know, a real woman, she gets what she wants and uses everything she can to get it, to take. Oh, a real woman, she goes after it. She goes after that man with the money. She She goes after fame, fortune, whatever it is. In the kingdom of God, it's the total opposite. A real woman is a woman that gives, that pours her life out for other people. So Laura is going to come up and help me right now. Oh, from down there. Wow. Um, Talking about Sandy, and I'm only doing it because today is Sandy. I've witnessed Sandy's generosity a million times not just with family and friends, but also with people who don't know her. Um, I know two instances that I'm going to relate right now really quickly, so I don't like talking like this, but anyway. 
Um, we did an outreach once, and we went to a park. Sandy supplied the sandwiches, the soup, and um, she also collected coats and gloves to give to the homeless. We ministered to them that day, and um, she did all the work. The second one was recently we had an outreach with the women's shelter around this area. And um, World Vision supplied a lot of coats for the kids and um, toys. But at the end, we found out that they weren't supplying any infant coats or toys for infants. Sandy went out, and this was like right before Christmas, and I know because I went with her, and she bought coats for over 24 infants and presents. And not once did she stop to say, it's Christmas and my family. And when I did ask her, I said, where is this money coming from? It's Christmas. And she said, God would supply. And you know what? I know that God has always supplied for her. I know she's blessed. And happy Mother's Day, Sandy. I love you. This is, believe me, this part right here is not even planned. It wasn't planned. Um, I'm Robert, Sandy's husband, in case anybody doesn't know. We've been married, we will be married 10 years this Wednesday. That's not the good part. Stop clapping. This is the good part coming up. I have a condition. And I'm only explaining it because you guys have to know the severity to this. It's called hydrocephalus, which is everyone has water in their brain. And I need a tube to help me for that liquid to come down and circulate through my brain. Well, a couple of years ago, I went to surgery. It didn't go well. I was paralyzed on the left side completely. My financial status was real bad. All of this was put on my wife's shoulders. And as Laura said, my wife puts everything on her shoulders and she stays quiet. And only once in the blue moon when you see her in the corner and she's just pouring out because she just can't hold it no more. And I might not show it a lot. and I am so sorry for that. not only love you, but just you, as you always know, I'm in love with you. So, so I'm Sandy's daughter, and on Friday my aunt called me and she asked me if I would speak because Gary asked her. And what she did tell me was, Gary wanted my mother to cry. <laughs> Because he's never seen her cry, right? So Gary, he's crying right now. <laughs> so, um, a giver. My mother is truly a giver. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I do have an adopted brother and sister. And first, I was an only child for years and years and years, 17 years old when they got my brother and my sister. And um, it was hard for me because I never had to share her in that way before. But... Let me tell you, they give her a run for her money, and she never gives up on them. You know, it's hard for me to see what they put her through, and 
she is always, like, she still hasn't even, for me, I'm like, why are they still here? Why do you even still deal with them? And she's, she'll never give up on them because that's the person she is. Um, you know, me growing up, she's always been here. She's still here. I have two kids, and, and you know, she's mama to them. So uh, I just want to say I love you, and she's one of my best friends. So, I, you know, I appreciate you, even though sometimes it, you may not know that. It may not seem like that, but I do, and I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Verse 25. <laughs> Moving right along. She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Ephraim, I'm going to ask you to come up. Praise God. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> you know, G Gary asked me to, uh, when I told him I wrote a song for my wife. And she doesn't know it. You know. I was in a room for, for, for a couple hours, and, she, and she's watching a movie, and she's like, what are you doing in there? I'm like, yo, don't worry about it. You know, I'm just, I'm just preparing for tomorrow. <laughs> so Gary, I told Gary I wrote a song for my wife, and he's like, wow, you could give a, a class on mushiness after that. <laughs> but that guy could give a class on mushiness, man, because he even had me crying. <laughs> But I wrote a song here, and, and you know, this is my, this, this is my wife's first uh, Mother's Day without her mother, you know, and I just wanted to acknowledge that. You know, we really, really loved, you know, her mother, and, and she had a, just a sudden heart attack. And uh, so um, I just want to honor her today with a, with a song. And this song speaks about just when I first met her, and I met her in seventh grade. And today we've been, we're going on 16 years married. So So I'm gonna try to get through this song, man. <laughs> and and I wrote it and if I mess up, just bear with me. All right? I will never leave. 
never forget Back in junior high school I admit I really did like you But I was such a silly fool I think I even liked your friend too You know, <laughs> you know when I first, <laughs> you know when I first when I first met her, it was in seventh grade, and uh, and I was really, I, I, she knows this story. I was really digging her friend, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, but but it was something about her, man, you know, because a friend wasn't feeling me, you know. <laughs> And so, and so we, we ended up talking a lot, you know, just me, you know, for me and being like, yo, tell your friend, what's up? We ended up building a relationship and, uh, and, I, and I began to look at her different. And I was like, you know what? A friend is just super, superficial, you know, because she had all the kind of superficial things that this world puts on women to be. You know, and she was just so just regular and, 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 and beautiful and pure, you know, something about her even then in seventh grade that I began to really like her. This is when I really began to like her. We, would, we were in math class together, and, she, and, and, and they would put up the assignment on the board, and me and her would just try and race to see who could write the assignments down the, the quickest. And she would always win, you know, just quick with it, like, wow, and really neat. And that's one thing I always admired her handwriting. So whenever we got to sign things, uh, checks, whatever, I'd be like, baby, you know, sign that for me, you know, <laughs> or, or write that card out for me because, yeah, you got a nice, beautiful handwriting. So, um... addicted to drugs, you know, and my childhood was crazy, it was crazy, and she never knew that, you know, she just knew that one day my mother was so upset that she sent me to school and cut all my hair off, I just, with a bald head, and you know, back in the 80s, just a bald head was no bueno, you know, this is not a good look, and you know, while all the other kids would make fun of me and stuff, I would try to hide my head behind my book bag, put my book bag on the, on the, on the table, you know, 
and, 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 and she treated me the same, you know, and this is in seventh grade, people, she treated me the same, and, and, and she would still talk to me, and, she, and I thought, man, of course this girl is going to kick me to the curb right now, you know, I'm coming, I'm, I'm in school, I'm, you know, I just, it's just a bad look, and she just continued just to, just, just like me, I can't, I don't remember, I can't say love, because I don't even know if we really understood what love was, but she just, she just liked me, man, and she knows, I talk about that all the time, that, that is what made me remember her, even until, when, even when we got separated and I went old, off to high school, you know, and I didn't see her for a few years. I remembered where she lived, and every time I would pass that area, I would be like, man, it would be cool if I would just see her again, you know. So I got one more verse, brother. You're going to bring it into... Come and help me. You see, women of value come at all ages. It's not limited to age, but it's about what's in you. Even with those heels. I wish I could sing you a song, but <laughs> we were just quenched the spirit. It's not going to happen. Demons will flow. It's crazy. Anyway, um, so nervous now. First, I would like to say for Angelica, <laughs> yeah, even though you may not, you know, believe 
what was read in um, Proverbs 31 of the Proverbs woman, because, I mean, we all know you don't wake up, no, crocodile to clean. <laughs> just be serious. But <laughs> just the fact that you, being a mother, a young mother, and have accomplished so much, just that in itself, even though you may, you may not see it, but that's a huge impact. I mean, just if you guys don't know, like she's graduated from high school, you know, you're going on to college. And who can, there's not too many young mothers out there that would be able to finish high school and then go off to college. You know what I mean? Like that in itself, that you, you deserve that, like a standing ovation for that. Not to say that everybody should stand up and you know, clap for you. No. But you know what I mean? And, um, I know for Mother's Day, we usually honor my mother, and I'll get there too. But happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day in the fact that you've accomplished so much that even though, um, you know, the world may say you've become a, a statistic, you've raised a bar in that, you know what I mean, just in what your accomplishments, you know, and for what's to come. You know what I mean? Like, we're just getting started, you know, and the fact that you're here, you know, the fact that you're not struggling, you have a good support system, you know what I mean? Like, the Lord has truly blessed you, and I'm blessed because I can see that you maturing as a young woman that you are have been accomplishing so much and already have been making a huge impact. So keep going at it, and even though it may seem hard and even though you may not feel like, the Proverbs 31 woman, this is, just a, this is just prophetic for you, you know, for something that you're going to step into and for the future, the future husband that is to come, that man of God that's going to come and be the, the husband, the reflection of God's heart for you and for Alyssa. And for my mother, mom, <laughs> I just have to say, like, then there's, I mean, it's never a dull moment in my house, uh, if you guys don't know, it's never. But one thing that you guys, my mom is right there, you know, you can just wave so nobody knows my mom. But one thing about my mom that you guys don't know that I know is that my mom's shoulders are broad, and she can, she carries a lot, you know, she carries a lot, and even though you may feel overlooked at times and, you know, may not feel like, you know, you, you've done all that you feel like, you know, you need to, like when it comes to us and all these things and just, you know, lacking or whatever, understand that you too have been a great mom for me. And I know you've been a great mom, you know, to everyone else in, in the household as well. And Gary's whispering to me. So, um, mom, even, just like she said, even though you may not feel it or, you know, understand it. I do love you and happy Mother's Day and I hope that this is special for you. So Amen. I'm gonna ask for all the women to stand right now. Whether you're a mother or not I'm going to ask for Veronica to come. She, she's going to she's going to do a dance. 
But the picture I got from the Lord, and I don't know how you're all going to fit up here, but I, I want her to do this dance over you. Because this is a dance that speaks about grace. And it doesn't matter in your life. Maybe you, you feel like you're not this virtuous woman. But it's the grace of God. There's a deposit of the Spirit in each one of you that every single one of you are becoming that woman that more valuable than rubies, that God sees you as beautiful. And we as the church, we see you today as beautiful. And I want to thank God today for my wife, Norma, over here. Say, I'm not mushy like all those guys, but, but she's a true woman of God, a woman of faith, who doesn't give up, who stands on the principles and values of God, refuses to compromise. And this, we could say that about so many of you today. But as Veronica does at this dance, I'm going to ask if we could do it for all the women that just come forward. If we have to move chairs out of the way, because I, I want something's going to happen in the spirit as she does this dance, and it's going to release the grace of God over your life. And uh, where's Lou? Somebody push Lou through the crowd. Ah. I feel so nervous. My wow is loud. On the way over here, my heart is beating. I'm like, why am I so nervous? Just I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm just shaking, shaking, shaking. But it's funny because it feels like the way I felt when we got married, you know, that same day. She always, she's always like, babe, but you never cried, you never cried. But I was up there, you know, and, and, and we were getting married and I'm standing there, I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to pass out. It was more embarrassing, you know, the, it's not embarrassing to cry, but it's more embarrassing to just pass out at a, at a wedding, a guy passing out, you know. So that's kind of like how I feel right now, you know. But I know God is going to give me strength and I'm not going to pass out. But the same way I feel, you know. I, I, I felt for you, you know, when, when we got married, I still feel the same way for you, you know. Even when you call me, I'm like, babe, I'm going to go over there with the baby. I'm just excited because you're going to, you know, you're going to show up. And every time I see you, I get like, you know, the feeling, you know. It's like, wow, and this was awesome. This was awesome. And I thank God, you know, for the hard times, you know, because it drew us closer. You know, even when we were trying, I don't know if some of you, I know, but we were trying for like four years to have a baby. You know, we tried in artificial insemination. We tried in vitro and nothing. And we went through some hard times, you know, and, and we cried together. And when I was strong, you know, you know, she was a little out. Or, you know, I was, you know, about to give up and she was strong. But I thank you, babe, and I love you. I love you and I appreciate you. All right. And I'm thankful for you. All right, and if, if, if he could speak right now, he would say, thank you, Mommy. Looks like he wants to. But um, he would say, thank you, Mommy. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hugging me. 
Thank you for cleaning my, cleaning my dirty diapers that are bad, you know. But he would say, thank you, mommy, and I love you. Okay, so now I introduce my beautiful wife. She's going to do a dance right now, Veronica Sandoval. Happy Mother's Day.
It's because of the grace of God that every single woman standing up here, every one of you, you are a virtuous woman. You are a woman that reflects the very glory and the beauty of God. See, you didn't deserve those words spoken over you. And I just want to break off for you. Every curse that's been spoken over your life, everyone who's used that B word against you, that's not a cute word. That's a lie from hell. You, you, you are a wonderful company of mothers and women and wives. And I, I just want to thank you today. And this is not from me. This is from the hand of God. The Lord would say today to the mothers, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for continuing to press on. Even when there was no help, when you felt alone, when there was nobody with you, still you continue to be faithful. The Lord says today, I'm proud of you. Because even when you wanted to give up, You remain faithful. And I just hear the Lord saying that He's going to honor that faith. See, I, I know nobody's done it perfectly. Everyone, the Bible says, has fallen short. But God has nothing against you today. He's forgiven. He's forgotten your past. Everything in you that makes you feel ugly because of the abuse and the abandonment and the words. God is just washing it away right now. I'm going to ask those in the youth that are going to help for those who might want prayer. They're just going to come up and just pray over anyone that wants agreement in prayer. Well, we'll all be here to pray with anyone. But just let all that shame and rejection be washed away. I'm just going to stand just for a second in the presence of God. I, I believe that He's just cleansing hearts right now. to be the father 
you know, allow him to show through you to be the father to your child. So I just want to I just want to pray for all the mothers here. Father, we thank you, Lord. Father, the true just a a, a a real definition of grace, Father, is a woman that can walk in the ways of the Lord, oh God. And Father, oh how beautiful it is to to see a woman that above all else puts you first, oh God. Whether she's a mother or not, oh God. But Father, we speak directly to the mothers, oh God, and we come against any negative word, any curse, Father, any, anything that anyone who may have told them that they would not amount to anything, Father. We come against everything, Father, and we proclaim the word, your word over their life today, Father. Lord, that they will rise, oh God. Father, that they will raise their children in the ways of the Lord. Father, that they will succeed, Father, in what they have planned to do. Father, I just ask, Lord, that you pour your grace down on these women today, oh God. Father, that you would shower them with love, oh God. Father, that they would know the true, the true level of your mercy and your grace and your love, oh God, in their lives today, Father. Lord, that they would feel the true appreciation, Father, that may be sometimes overlooked, overlooked by, by us men, oh God. Father, and as a man, I stand here just to say thank you. Thank you to every mother that is here, Father. Lord, forgive us for every man that may have said something bad or something negative or every man that may have walked away and left them holding the responsibilities alone in their hands and, 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 and caused them to just be both parents, oh God. When, you, when that is not your will, we stand in the gap and we say, Lord, forgive us, oh God. Ladies, mothers, forgive us. And even as God takes the place and even as God fills the gap, he can, we can never do better than what he can do. So God is pleased with the mothers here today. We're all still learning and we're still growing, but God wants you to know that he is pleased with you today. That you have given your heart and that you're here week after week submitting yourself your lives your children your home over to him and he says if you stay in that place if you stay in that position that that position on your knees the things that you desire for your children and even if some of your children are not here right now and you know they need Jesus he's telling you to continue to travail and to pray over those kids because because of your prayer and because of your faithfulness you will win those children to him you will see your children come to know him and for those that those that have children here today just continue to pray over them and this world it will try everything to steal our kids away from us, man. We, whether it's music, whether it's in the video games, whether it's in just the, and just in some of the uh, relationships that they have. I just say, I stand and just say, continue to pray over your kids. You know, that if they fall away, they would have enough of God's word. And you have been much of an example to them. That then when they hit rock bottom, that they will remember my mother. I remember my, the God of my mother. Because when it all ends at the end of the day, see, I remember. I remember the God of my mother. The God of my father. 
God that is my God now. So, Father, we just seal this over these the, the women today, Father. I pray for a special anointing, Lord. I pray that you would release the blessings over their life today, Father. Lord, that you would release these women into their destiny, Father. Lord, that they would even be mothers to those that are motherless. Father, that they would even be mothers, Father, to even to even those that are that are just running. And that, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like there's some people here that have something against their mother, you know. And we want to pray over that. We want to pray that whatever your relationship, your mother might not be here. But if there's something, if they're the rift in that relationship between you and your mother, then you need, after this prayer, you need to call your mother today. Because I believe that the time is right for you to restore that relationship with your mom. So, Father, I pray over all the all the relationships here, whoever has a, whoever's just been been separated from their mother because of conflict or whatever, Father. Father, we pray over that, Father, and I pray that today, Father, you begin to restore the relationships, oh God, that you would begin to restore, that you would bring back the love, oh God, Father, and that you would restore that relationship, Father, just restore, just restore, just restore, Lord. We just, we just release you today on this Mother's Day to go with the full knowledge that you are fully loved and accepted by God. I don't care how the world looks at you. I don't care what an ex-husband, the way an ex-boyfriend treated you, left you, abandoned you, walked over you. This is a new beginning. In God, all things are made new. Today with the blessing and the grace of God and know that you are loved and that you are beautiful. You are more precious than rubies.